Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I have my co-host Trudy back with me, and this week we're talking about who's behind that mask. Is it really necessary that everyone we know knows every part about us? Hi, it's Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast and Beam Motivation. I want to let you know that I'm going to be teaming up with the Grind Health Club on Watertown Avenue in Waterbury, Connecticut. You can contact Dwayne, the owner and head trainer, at 475-235-4699 to book a personal training session with me. Just ask for Coach Jay. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I have my co-host Trudy is back from her trip. It's good to have her back. And today we're talking about who's behind the mask. And we all have different portions of us that we don't share with everyone. And it's not a case of being fake or, or not being genuine. We just all have different ways that we present ourselves. And, and usually it's dependent with who we're around, the way we talk to our friends at a party is not necessarily the way we would speak with our parents and grandparents at the dinner table. And Trudy, what's your feeling on the mask that we wear and how we present ourselves? Yeah, I know. I think you touched on it really well. I think there are different versions of us when we're communicating with people and who are around. So if I'm around my boss, I'm probably not going to text her the same way that I text my best friend. And it's not because I'm being fake. It's just because that's another version of me that I'm bringing out. And I think that we all have different versions of ourselves that are authentic. And then on the other hand, we also have versions of ourselves where we wear a mask, but I think that comes from protecting ourselves based on certain experiences we've had. How do you, yeah. how do you feel about that? I, I agree with that. We just kind of in our pre-show notes when we were just discussing it, you mentioned how and someone asks, oh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's always, the answer is always, I'm fine. And I, I've mentioned family history many times in the past. And after my father had his heart attack, there were a lot of times where I would ask him, hey, how are you doing? He's, oh, I'm doing pretty good, or I'm doing okay, or this and that. And then I'd find out from my stepmother that, and he's been having chest pains, things have not been going good. But so that mask he was wearing was to protect us from having to worry about him. I mean, I eventually confronted him and said, listen, you complain that we don't ask you how you're doing, but then when we do, you don't give us the accurate information. I'm not going to ask if you're not going to tell me exactly what's going on, but that it wasn't a malicious thing for him to not be, we'll use the word honest with us. He was doing that to protect us. So we don't worry and stuff like that. So those masks that people wear aren't always to hide something. It's sometimes to protect the other person. Oh, absolutely. I think that's 100% true. Uh, for me, sometimes if I'm in pain or there, there have been a couple of times where I've had like chest pain or I don't know if it's from anxiety or from allergies or whatever it was, but it's not, it's 
I was protecting like my family. I wouldn't tell them about it because I'm like, oh, I don't want to concern them. If I tell them they're going to be worried and all this stuff. So it's more out of, like you said, the protection. And then also, for example, like when we go out into the world because of some experiences we've had, I sometimes feel like I have to show a certain part of myself where I'm like, oh, okay, I want to establish my boundaries. I'm going to be a little tough or confident in this area where underneath it all I might be feeling really sensitive because I definitely feel like I'm a very sensitive person but I don't really show that side to many people because of experiences I've had and oh like showing vulnerability is weakness or the thoughts that I have in my mind so it's not that I'm want to be fake it's just uh perception more about perception yeah, you go on to the the, the sensitivity side, and, and I've seen that many times where I mean, the stereotype for guys are guys are supposed to be tough, and you guys don't cry, and they don't show sensitivity. And I've mentioned many times that asking for help is a sign of strength. I mean, being able to shed tears with someone is, to me, a a sign of comfort and strength. And, and again, not putting that mask on, being able to to let out the true feelings and stuff like that. And you'll see that. And I've been in situations where I've called someone out on something and they're like, Oh, sorry, you're so sensitive. It's like, wait a minute, is that a fault of mine or a fault of yours for not being to accept that I'm looking for a little more respect or a little more, I mean, you can say compassion. And yeah. there's, there's a lot of cases like that where sometimes you aren't your honest self because you might know how that other person is or how that other person might react. And it's not always a case of just not being truthful or being fake. But that has more to do with the other person, I think. So you said you, you're trying to show a vulnerable side or you're feeling sensitive about something. And the other person says, don't be so sensitive. But really, they're projecting something onto you about themselves that what they're really saying is, I'm not comfortable with my own sensitivity. So now I'm going to say that you're too sensitive because that's easier to do. Because again, we talked about the triggers before we got on the podcast. And I think it has a lot to do with that. So I think certain times when we are showing something and somebody gets uncomfortable by it, it's because of their own projection or their own trigger and has very little to do with you. So you're challenging something they're uncomfortable with yeah i know that's definitely a case when someone else can't handle what what you're saying or the way you are um usually something will be thrown back if you call someone out and they say like i said well sorry you're so sensitive no 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 that's not the case let's let's address what i pointed out with you don't don't necessarily throw it back but there are many times where like i said i mentioned the like with my father, not asking that he's protecting or the different, the different ways you'll act with your friends versus with your parents. Uh, we all have something that we do or a part of who we are that doesn't get shared with everyone. I mean, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to call all my athlete friends over and go out to the living room with my guitar and say, come on guys, let's play. It's not going to go anywhere. Same thing right. with, with my musician. It's not going to be, okay, let's go I and mean, play soccer. So same thing. Just because you, someone might find something out about you down the road, it doesn't mean you are fake. It just means that portion of you didn't necessarily fit 
your interaction in life with that person or group? Absolutely. I actually, on my trip, when I was filming, I, one of the production coordinators, she was one of the line producers, she picked us up from the airport and I immediately just started like vibing with her in the car and somebody else that was with us. And then there was a day on set where we had all these new actors and I was just, you know, I liked them. They were really nice, but I didn't feel that same type of connection with them. So I got more on the quiet side. And she even said that to me. She's like, you are like in a different world the other day. And I told her, I'm like, you know, when I'm more comfortable just being me, I'm going to be more like talkative and like, you know, quirky and funny and whatever. And then when I don't feel so comfortable, I kind of just go, I'm more reserved. And it's not that the other person is bad. It's just, they're great people. I just feel that there's a version of me that isn't connected with this person. So therefore I go into a different version of myself. Yeah. I think sometimes, sometimes we protect stuff. Uh, like I said, in the case of my father, he's not telling, didn't tell us stuff because he was trying to protect us. Sometimes we don't let information out about us because of the fear of judgment from the other side. And it's not necessarily you're doing something wrong. You're just fearful because that person or group might not be as accepting uh, of something. Um, yeah. Like one case I've mentioned a few times you do photography. Now I, I have done some nude photography in the past and, and my wife who I met online through photography, that's how we initially met at back in the AOL days. So I'm dating myself. I did a search, Connecticut <laughs> photography, her name came up and here we are 21 years later, but she was kind of cautious letting that be like public knowledge even though both of us would do do the photography and it wasn't a big part of what we did, but being around the Portuguese community, which is predominantly Catholic and, and religious and stuff, she was cautious, but there happened to be one Portuguese family that owned a local gentleman's club. And I was talking to her at a wedding. And I said, I got a question for you. I know. And we do the photography. We do some nude stuff. Maria's nervous about it. How did the how did the Portuguese community accept your family once you guys took over this gentleman's club? And she said, at first they all took a step back, and then they realized we're still the same people. We just own a business. We're trying to earn money, feed our families, do this, and they realize we're still the same person, and there's no reason to judge. But I think we are all cautious at letting portions of us out because of the way you will most likely be judged. And, and then the perceived way of that you'll be judged. And there, there are always going to be guards and yeah, not everything about you needs to be public knowledge. No, not at all. And I think you'll feel comfortable to share what you want to share. You'll just know. I think it's one of those things that you'll just know and you'll just trust yourself with it. So if something feels uncomfortable, you just might not say anything. Whereas when you feel comfortable to share, you will share because it'll just be a reaction more so in your body than it would be like logical, like, oh, I can share this. Should I share this? You won't have to question it so much. That's how I'll put it. You won't have to question something so much when you're in your comfortable zone and your most authentic self. I think a lot of the times we go into a room or to a party or to a meeting being like, oh, is this person going to like me? What are they going to think of me? 
And for me personally, I've really worked on reframing that question to, okay, am I walking into this situation being the most authentic version of myself? And if not, how can I be the most authentic version of myself? So sometimes it's just reframing those questions of, are they gonna like me or am I good enough to, is this good enough for me? I think you can rewire your own mind by reframing those questions and getting into a place where you're not so much wearing a mask, but you're still, you know, you don't have to share everything, but you're still being your authentic self. You're bringing that part of you into a situation or with a person that you're with. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, that it's it's not always a case of wearing a mask. Like you said, just there's times when you're going to act different ways. And I'll kind of keep going back to the way you speak with your friends and the way you'd speak to your parents or grandparents. It's, it's going to be what's appropriate for, for that time. And for that situation. Right. And for the situation. I mean, again, you might be at a picnic with your, with your parents and you're sitting and joking around, but with your, with your parents at, I mean, something a little more formal at, at the dinner of a wedding, it's going to be different than if you're at with your parents at the dinner of a birthday party. It's exactly. going to be, it's a, it could be the same group of people, but, and I mean, I think people just, you'll, you tend to act different. If you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt somewhere and you're wearing a shirt and a tie in somewhere, you just, you tend to act different, different, different just based on the way you dress at times. And again, it's not, it's not necessarily hiding who you are or being fake at any situation. It's just there's sometimes where it's appropriate to show different parts of you or refrain from showing parts of yourself. Yeah, 100%. It was, <laughs> this is okay, funny story. So when I was on this trip, I actually, my dad was with me. I was, you know, a little hesitant about going abroad. And I also knew that we'd be sharing a house and I'd be sharing a house with four dudes that I had never met before that I didn't know. So being the only girl there, I was like, I'm not sure that I'd be so comfortable staying with these people that I've never met before. Had I known them before and already felt comfortable, then it would have been fine. But when we were there, there was this really cute guy that, you know, like you're talking back and forth, but then your dad's standing behind you. And I'm like, I can't talk to this person necessarily the same way I would if I was just hanging out with my girlfriend. So therefore there was a different version of me, still me, but like more proper than not saying I'm not proper, but you know, whereas I could be like more fun and like uh might have been a little more a little more flirty if dad yeah. wasn't there. So I, I was like, okay, like I know he's watching me over there, he's watching this guy. So I had to bring a different version of myself, but it was still my true self. And I, you know, had to be professional and I am when I'm doing my work, but there's also a version of me like where I'm just hanging out my friends outside of work that maybe I met through work. Well, you'll see a little bit more of like a light loose. I might have a drink or something and not get crazy, but more of like that, like lighthearted, fun, Trudy. And I didn't bring that much, bring that version so much. I did, but like not, not during work. Cause I was like, okay, this is my priority. This is a version of me that I need here. A professional. I can still be like lighthearted and sweet and fun, but just in a different way. I think there's like you mentioned the, the the comfort and sometimes you can bring culture and in beliefs and stuff into how we act as well. And yeah, one, one thing that I, I'll mention is like you, you see it pop up a lot about the rights of women to breastfeed and how much covering they should. I have a friend of mine who I've known 
uh, for years. I think I've mentioned her on here before. And I've been talking to her on, on video chat and it's time for her to breastfeed. And it's like, no big deal. She's, I mean, they're feeding her child and it's no big deal. Same thing. Maria's cousin was here from Portugal in Europe and nudity in general is much more accepted. And, and we're at her aunt's house and she's just sitting on the couch where other people, even though that's their culture, they might now, I, I have Portuguese roots as well. So it's not like I'm just some stranger that wouldn't be accepting to it. And I'm still family. There's other people that would say, okay, this is how I would normally do it. But because I'm in a different culture or a different environment, I'm going to have to do, I'll have to cover up or I'll go into another room or, so there are times like that where and things are going to be different and it's not, not being your authentic self. It's, it, it's accepting the environment and doing things a little different based on what's around you. Oh, totally. And that sounds like it comes more out of a place of respect too for the environment that you're in. So again, you're not being fake. You're just like, okay, I'm being respectful. I'm being respectful of the environment that I'm in. This is something they wouldn't feel comfortable with. So why make someone comfortable on purpose when I know that they would rather have me go into another room and do this so I'm not exposed? Whereas you could be at your friend's house and you could breastfeed right in front of them and that wouldn't bother them. Well, it's like going going back to the photography. I have, and my, my parents are and very different. And my father did photography and back in high school and beyond. And uh, he's seen my portfolio, including the nude work where my mother knows I do, do photography. And if she didn't know now, and she happens to listen to this episode, she'll know about the nude work now, which I'm guessing she knew about it. I never formally showed her any of the work. She never questioned. She has seen some lingerie stuff and kind of commented on it where it's like, if I did it, a shoot for my portfolio, I might show my father, but I'm not going to show my mother. It's not, it's not different. Just like I've played cards against humanity with my father and my stepmother. And I don't think I'd ever play it with my mother and my stepfather. It just, I don't think it would go over as, right. as well with that group. And, and it's just totally. the, the appropriate times and, and the people you're with and what you're comfortable with. And in some cases, what you know, their comfort levels are. So you might not share that person, person, that part of you with them because yeah. you don't want to make them uncomfortable. It's again, it's not being fake. It's not hiding I mean, who you are or the real you. It's just a part of you that doesn't necessarily need to be shared with that person or group. 100%. I, I know that for me, like on social media, I don't really post my family. Like you would think that, oh, is she, is she close to their family or is she like apart from her family? But I'm very close to my family. It's just, that's a part of my life that's private to me that I don't prefer to share so much on social media or when I'm hanging out with friends, you see it once in a while, but it's not that I don't love them or I don't want to share them. It's just, okay, that's a part of my life that I, I want to keep more private and my social media more professional, but that's just a version of me. Whereas I could be having the crappiest day behind that post. You see, it's like a funny video and it's like, oh, she's in a good mood, but I might not necessarily be in a good mood, nor are you if you post something. So it's a version of ourselves that we want to show and also the different versions of us. I, I'm actually reading this book. It's called Becoming Bulletproof. Uh, by Evie 
I can't say her last name, but she used to be a Secret Service agent. And she says, you know, she would go into interrogation rooms where she would need a confession of like a murder or an abduction or whatever the situation was. And she said there were certain words she couldn't just come right out and be like, Jay, did you murder this person? Because of when you hear that, it's an ugly word, right? Murder, that's an ugly word. So she would say, Jay, did, did you hurt her? So she would find ways to get a real answer out of you by changing her language. So if someone said, you know, I don't really want to talk about that. She said, okay, you don't have to talk about it, but can you tell me why you don't want to talk about it? And then someone would say, oh, I don't want my wife to find out. Now she got the information she needed based on his answer. He said, I don't want my wife to find out. So therefore you can see in the subtext of that, he felt guilty about something. So she got her answer, but it was by asking it in a different way. And she wasn't being fake. She was just changing her language. I'm going to kind of go with that, that language aspect. Uh, I've mentioned before how my wife and I have gone to counseling. And there was one case where we were mentioning the relationship between my wife and her <clears throat> father. And we're, I don't know if he's ever officially been diagnosed with it, but probably has PTSD. He was in the military in Portugal and, and in the war in Mozambique. And the, the therapist we were with, he asked my wife, do you know if he committed murder in the act of war? So we don't, when you look at wars, we never refer to it as murder. It's just, it's war. Yeah. But again, where she went and didn't want to use the word murder and had to kind of soften it, he had to make it sound more aggressive, which could explain why his personality is the way it is. And so yeah. there's in different situations where, again, you're not, not hiding things or, or even throwing it out there in a harder way. It's just sometimes different situations require different ways of working through something. Oh yeah. And it's, I think it has a lot to do with human behavior and understanding another person. So whereas I could be more direct with one person with another person, let's say it's like you versus my best friend, Carla, who's more like, tough or like she's you know ballsy but another person is more sensitive I would change my language according to that person so they understood where I'm coming from or what I wanted or if I wanted an answer out of you I would ask you differently versus the person next to you oh, I've seen that many times with with coaching and we had and you can't see it but this team was my championship team I'm holding a, a soccer photo up from my 05 team that won the league championship if we were playing a bad half we would take them around the building we'd go over there and say you guys don't want to listen do it yourself me and the other coach would walk away and then they'd spend the 12 minutes of halftime by themselves figuring it out where other teams it's like guys we've been over this many times what's going on and different people need to be different with both my sons if if my older son is having a bad day at an archery tournament coach me needs to walk over to him and smack him in the rear smack him in the head and say hey wake up get your head out of your rear you know how to do this go ahead if my younger son's having a bad day me dad needs to walk over him and say listen everything's okay just kind of focus it's it's a different way it's the same situation same person I have to act in different ways. In this case, different roles. One needs coach to wake him up and another one needs dad to comfort him. And, yep. and same, same situations, but different <laughs> people require different ways 
of doing it. And it doesn't make me, I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the Bobby Knight type of coach that's throwing chairs. We just watched the new space gyms and the coach threw a chair and I'm laughing and the kids have no idea why I'm laughing. Cause that goes to an old Bobby Knight college coach. Um, for those of you that are in your forties, you'd probably remember that younger audience win it, but that's right, right from Bobby Knight, throwing the chair onto the court. And I'm not that type of coach. There's times when I can be loud and, and a little on the aggressive side, but that doesn't mean I'm not any more passionate than the next guy. And it doesn't, again, dealing with one athlete or team. And that's the same thing in an office environment. You might have one group of salesmen that you can, Hey, hey guys, get your heads out of your rear. Let's go. Other ones you need to and soften it a little. And it doesn't make you different because you handle different people or different situations better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that another thing she mentions in her book, based on what you're saying right now, for example, if you have to show you're the boss, right? You're, you're in charge, but you also don't want to be like, Hey, I'm the boss here because nobody likes that. They're just like, Oh, this person is so annoying. They're arrogant. They have a stick up their ass. Excuse my language, but that's how you're going to perceive them. If they're like, Oh, just make sure you say it's your boss because it sounds obnoxious in a way, but then boss leader. Exactly. There's the, so you want to be a leader, right? So if you, someone walks into your room to say, hi, I'm Jay or hi, I'm Trudy, please come in, have a seat. Can I get you anything to drink? Automatically. I told you to come in my room, have a seat. Now that's enough communication without me being like, I'm in charge here. You already know that it's my room and I'm in charge. I've already automatically communicated that without saying it like word for word you in your brain, you will probably unconsciously pick up on that. Whereas, Hey, yeah, I'm the boss here. I need you to do this. You're going to be like, she's so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, communication's big. And and like you said, not coming out and, and pointing out that you're the boss, it's the obvious stuff. And, and I've, I've seen it many times where you'll see, a boss situation where they'll act one way with you and act a different way with someone else. And, and they might be very stern and, and pushy with, with you. And then with the next guy, it's like, they get away with murder. I'm going back to that word, <laughs> they, but they get yeah. away with, they get away with being a slacker or coming in late or not doing quality work. And it's like, okay, how do you act that way with that person this way? So who's the, the real boss? Who's the, the real person out there and and why why do we act different with different people and i th- but i also think based on what you're saying right now is also has to do with how we communicate so if i have a problem or a challenge with you instead of being like oh jay did this now how can i communicate better to show a boundary to you I have to go back to myself. So that person who's getting away with stuff or they are treated differently is because they've probably communicated something in some way that says, you can't mess with me. Whereas the other person's like, oh, I just want to be impressing you and following everything you do. Now you're accepting that behavior because you're not saying anything about it. But there are ways to go about it where you're like, okay, I'm going to establish a boundary without being like, this is my boundary. So you're like, okay, well, this is my priority. So if someone ta- like gives you a task, your boss, 
okay in your head okay what's my priority these are my priorities okay this is my second priority right now so I'll get it done but I'll get it done by the end of the week you're already saying you have other priorities before that so it's not like oh just because it's your emergency not my emergency yeah we, we definitely had situations like that where when I was in the shop and the boss would come out and say hey I need this job well it's not my fault that you promised it without checking with us to see if we can actually get it in and out and, and setting the, pri the, the boundaries. And I know we had a full discussion on, on both of these, your boundaries and your value Yeah, kind of goes into that where one thing with me is I was never in the military, but my father was, and he was an officer. So at any time I'd go to work with him because he was an officer, he was usually surrounded by officers. And I just remember from a young age, don't forget it's yes, sir. No, sir. It's use your manners. It's, I mean, these are my bosses and everything. And I grew up that way where I never once spoke back to my boss in, in a condescending way. And he spoke like that to people all the time. And you can go through the entire shop. He was like that. Never once did I do that. Never once did I swear at him and, and he would speak to you anyway. He to felt. His face. <laughs> so I, and I called him out on that at one time where, listen, I never MF'd you. I never pushed you. I never did all these things that other people did. I've always spoken to you with respect. And, and then that's kind of where you would get that. Well, sorry, you're so sensitive. Or, or he'd kind of be sarcastic if he caught himself swearing and, oh, sorry, I don't mean to swear. on and, and he'd say it sarcastically where to me, it's like, why not just show genuine respect? I mean, so here's someone that didn't necessarily wear a mask, although I have since found out that there might have been some and acting along the way because of the way things ended in, in the very end. But and there, there's times where you do need to, you want to be yourself, but you also sometimes need to tone it down. I mean, if you're that clown and that joker and that just happy-go-lucky fun guy of the bunch, you have to know that in certain situations, you, you can't be, you can't be the Chris Farley all the time. You have to tone it back at times. And it's not, not being you, it's just being the portions of you that are appropriate for the surroundings at the time. Well, I think that comes with self-awareness and that's a choice. So you choosing to be self-aware or not is a choice. It's not like, oh, he's not self-aware. Okay, he's choosing not to be self-aware. You see the difference? Yeah. It's like, you're taking accountability. So it's like, okay, I'm going to the situation, the serious situation, let's say, God forbid, you're going to a funeral. Okay, you know, I gotta like tone it down. I gotta save my jokes. For another time later, like this is a version of me that they need. And I want to be that supportive version of myself because there is that person going, walking into the situation. How can I do that? That's self-awareness. Whereas, oh, well, I'm just this way is not taking accountability. We have the choice. So for me personally, like I do get triggered or annoyed by certain behavior or like the condescending attitude, but then now I go, okay, well, how can I change the conversation? How can I communicate better? How can I communicate what I need in a respectful manner? So I go back to I, because if I just blame you for being a class clown or whatever, 
the situation is probably not going to change unless I take accountability. And now I'm like, Jay, you want to take accountability? Because I did. Now, if you do or don't, I can't do anything about that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, we just, we all have that portion of us that's just not necessarily for, for public view at all, all times, or, or at least not for knowledge for everyone to know. I mean, you, you, everyone's heard the line. I mean, you got to watch out for the quiet ones. It's the quiet ones you need to watch out for. And I, I listened to Frank Zappa and Frank Zappa had no problem offending everyone and anyone at any given time. And in his music was like someone said he was the the weird Al of the sixties and seventies, but and, but a little more aggressive. And there was like one song called Catholic Girls, and he talks about the stuff the Catholic girls are doing when they're not in church. And and I've worked on religious retreats where okay, we're not doing anything now. A bunch of friends are hanging out, and we're just having conversation. And those conversations were probably conversations that would not be deemed appropriate in the setting, but you're, you're being you. And just because you're, you're Catholic or you're religious, whatever your religion is. Um, I mean, I spoke to a friend of mine uh, about being religious and then also, and maybe being a sexual person. And, and she said, just because you love God doesn't mean you can't be a sexual person. And there's a lot of people that think they need to hide that por portion of them or act a certain way because they're, in one group or one culture and and there might be i mean we talked about our our heritage and and my family came from portugal and your family came from india and there's probably stuff that i do and you do that doesn't follow the strict culture of our ancestors but it's it doesn't mean we're a bad person i mean it's Not just it's just taking you as an individual and being who you are and and we don't always need to to show everyone everything. I mean, just today, and this is, I mean, obviously on a lower level, I was at the gym where I'm working now. And the, the guy asked me about my equipment is actually yesterday. And I took some I mean, promotional photos. I brought my photography lights and my son took the photos and he's like, Oh, what's that? Your podcast stuff. I said, no, it's my photography lighting. Said, oh, you do photography. And it's not like I was hiding that from him, but there was never a point where I, I didn't go through my list of hobbies and my list of skills. And, and then in conversation, yeah. we were talking and I said, Oh, but here's like the commercial on the podcast. I said, that's my band playing in the background. He goes, Oh, geez, you're in a band too. It's like, what else don't you do? And it's just, <laughs> you don't necessarily tell everyone every part of you. And no, and, and people will make a big deal. If, I mean, if someone never knew that I was a musician or never knew I was a photographer, people wouldn't make a big deal. But if you tell someone, if you hide the fact that maybe you are a, a very sexual person or you're gay or you're a super duper onto this side of politics or this side of religion, all of a sudden it's like you hid something. Well, how come you didn't make a big deal that I never told you that I, I played guitar, but because I didn't tell you that I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, you're going to make a big deal about it. I mean, we can't yeah. pick and choose what details are that important and so oh yeah and so what would be like your closing feelings on just the who's behind the mask and and why we do it and why it might be right or wrong to do so i think we like you mentioned before like the fear of judgment fear of not feeling good enough i think we want to sometimes play it safe 
because of those reasons. But I think most people are genuine. I don't, I don't think the majority of people are bad people. I think most people are good. And excuse me, I think that's what makes us, I think when we can share those things, you know, we're like, oh, I feel like I had to hide this or that and show that vulnerability that's what's going to make you relatable to people. And that's what's going to deepen your connections is when you can have those uncomfortable moments and show that raw version of yourself in certain situations. I promise you, I feel like it might not seem like it at the time, but that will deepen your connections with people and also with yourself. Yeah. What about you? I I agree. I mean, I, I believe that a hundred percent of who we are isn't necessarily information that a hundred percent of the people we know need to know. And there's going to be different groups that know portions about you and different groups that know different portions and some will overlap. Some won't. I think sometimes we, we wear that proverbial mask to protect ourselves. And, and in the case of like my father, not being open with and how he was feeling after his heart attack, sometimes people wear those masks to protect others. And I don't think it's being malicious. I don't think it's being fake. I think it's just being who you are in the appropriate moment and what portions of you need to be involved. That's beautifully said. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show and it's great to have Shruti back and we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.